What is up, all my fellow wrestling addicts out there? It's me, your buddy Nessa, better known as GreatLove91 on Twitter, and this is the Squared Circle Addicts Podcast. Happy Sunday, guys! It's Money in the Bank Day! It's Game of Thrones Finale Day! Whether or not you are watching both, or you are watching both, and you're trying to juggle to decide which one you're going to watch, or if you're watching one later and watching one live, it's a big day for everyone today. Me, personally, I won't be watching Game of Thrones because I have never really gotten into the show, so it's all money in the bank for me, but if you are out there and you are listening to this and you are watching both, I hope you sincerely enjoy both because I can only imagine the hype going into today. For me, I'm super hype. Uh, Honestly, I am probably more hype for Money in the Bank than I was WrestleMania. Yes, WrestleMania was great. It ended up being one of my favorite WrestleManias, and I was super excited for, you know, the women main eventing. But I don't know. I just have a different feeling about today. I'm nervous. I'm kind of excited. I'm kind of, I just, It's just a, a bunch of emotions, and it, that probably has a lot to do with the fact that uh, my favorite wrestler of all time has a huge opportunity tonight um, if you know me, you know who I'm talking about. If you don't, you're going to have to wait a little bit because I will get into that as we delve into predictions. Uh, but before I delve into predictions, I just wanted to notify you guys that unfortunately my guest that I had planned for today, my buddy Mason from Mason in the Dark, uh, is unable to join me in this prediction podcast. Uh, we tried to work out technical difficulties this morning. However, um, it was to no avail. Uh, For those of you who do not know, Mason is visually impaired. And uh, usually when I record these podcasts, I just use a simple recorder on my phone and then I add the audio clips um, to the the said podcast. Um, But on this app, on the Anchor app, when you try to add a guest on to the podcast... Um, it lets you do it, but it also doesn't let you leave your phone. So if your phone goes blank, like if it, you know, if the screen automatically shuts off, the audio automatically stops recording. So that was something we were running into as a difficulty. So then I asked Mason, hey, how about, uh, you know, you send me, like I send you an audio, because there's an option to send back and forth audio clips, like almost like a, uh, voicemail type of thing, and um, I said, you know, we could, we could send back and forth clips, and I can just add them to the podcast and publish it that way. However, he's unable to do that because um, Anchor doesn't have uh, accessibility labeled buttons like some apps do for the visually impaired, and I am very aware that Anchor is a brand new app, and it's a, it's a new thing, so hopefully, you know, all those nooks and crannies work itself out later. Um, but that was our only other option, and because the accessibility buttons do not exist on Anchor, it was something we weren't able to do. So we tried, guys. We really did try to make it just two of us, or to make it two of us as opposed to just me, but again, technical difficulties and things that are kind of out of our control, we were unable to, to get Mason on here, but hopefully in the foreseeable future, Anchor works out those bugs or me and Mason try to figure out a way to 
get on a show together. Uh, he lives in the UK, I live in California, so obviously we're worlds apart, but hopefully technology improves itself and we can get that uh, to happen for you guys. And again, I am extremely sorry. I was so looking forward to uh, the double podcast with me and Mason just because I thought it would have been, a, you know, great to, uh, you know, in a sense, bicker with someone and, like, bounce off of someone and see if, you know, they have the same opinions that I do or if they're, uh, you know, different from the ones I have and, and things like that. Um, like I said, again, uh, I'm very sorry. I feel like I'm going to say sorry throughout the entire podcast today because I, I genuinely feel awful about it because I was hyped, I was stoked, and uh, I'm sure you guys were too, but now you just get me. Um, if you guys have any, you know, uh, suggestions or options or ideas to square away these technical difficulties, please let me know because... Uh, to be completely honest, I'm not that tech-savvy, especially when it comes to podcasts and things like this. This is just me by myself, recording with my phone, talking to you guys. So if you guys have any, uh, you know, tips for that, I would greatly appreciate them. So now that that long-winded apology is out of the way, let's get on to the money in the bank predictions. Uh, I have no idea how this card is going to go as far as, like, the order of the matches. So I'm just going to, you know, go based off of what I think it might be. Um, and, you know, we'll go from there. Um, so the first match that I want to cover is uh, the match that is going to be on the kickoff show as the newly crowned WWE SmackDown Tag Team Champions, uh, Eric Rowan, and Daniel Bryan face the Usos. Um, whether or not the tag team titles are on the line in this match, to be completely honest, I am unsure because to me the WWE hasn't really um, been that clear about it. Um, but either way, whether or not the titles are on the line or whether or not it's just a regular tag team match, I think uh, Eric Rowan and the new Daniel Bryan have to go over in this match, uh, no way, no how, like, there, there is no other option, and I'm simply saying that because, um, you know, they've only had about, what, three matches together as an, an official tag team, but I, I would assume that they are being booked to look very strong, especially with, uh, Eric Rowan in the mix, and, you know, someone like his stature, um, and, of course, the new Daniel Bryan, you know, former WWE champion uh, in his own right, and I think that them losing um, their first title defense or their first match after winning the tag titles um, would be a disservice to them, and it wouldn't make sense, and as great as a tag team that the Usos are, uh, I think even then, having Eric Rowan and Daniel Bryan um, lose to them right away so quickly... I think it kind of kills their steam and kind of kills off all their credibility. So for that reason alone, I am going to go with uh, Eric Rowan and Daniel Bryan going over in that match. Um, the the next matchup that I have for you guys, or uh, not that I have for you guys, but um, the the next matchup that I want to talk about is the cruiserweight 
championship match as Araya Davari uh, challenges Tony Nese for Tony Nese's uh, cruiserweight championship. Um, to be completely honest with you guys, uh, I'm going to be open and honest. I don't really follow uh, 205 live avidly the same way that I follow you know, NXT UK and NXT and Monday Night Raw and, and SmackDown. I don't typically watch 205 Live, so I don't really necessarily know, you know, who has more momentum, who's been getting the upper hand as of late. However, I do know that uh, lately Tony Nese has been built as a face, and in that same regard, he only just got the, uh, you know, the Cruiserweight Championship um, at WrestleMania, so that's been a little bit over a month. And I think that I'm one for uh, lengthy title reigns. I don't believe in, uh, you know, quick reigns, hot potato bullshit. Like, that's not something I'm into. Um, so, you know, for that reason alone, I'm going to go with Tony Nese. I think he's a great face for the division. I think he um, he's a workhorse in his own right. So I definitely think that uh, Tony Nese retains his championship going over Araya Davari. Um, and yeah, so moving right along now to what I would assume would be the main card. Now, I've, I've read reports over what is starting the show and what is ending the show. I think the last thing that I read was that uh, the women's Money in the Bank match would be opening the show and that the men's Money in the Bank match will be closing the show. Um, I don't necessarily think that's true, um, just because I can't see, uh, a championship match not closing the show, and, um, also, in that same regard, I, I think that the WWE would want Becky Two Belts to get one of her title defenses out of the way as quickly as possible, that way she can go backstage and rest up and then defend her second, uh, championship later on down the line. Uh, so for me, I think the, sh the match that kicks off the show is actually going to be Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans for the Raw Women's Championship. And getting straight to the point for this one, 100%, I think the man, Becky Lynch, Becky Two Belts, retains her championship. Um, it's nothing against Lacey Evans, but I personally just don't think that she is ready to carry um, the division, especially the Raw Women's Division when it's so subpar right now. Like, they're not using Ruby Riot, they're not using Sarah Logan. Um, you know, Alexa Bliss is out on injury. Uh, Sasha Banks' status is unknown. You know, you have Natalia, you have Tamina. Uh, but, you know, um, Natalia is kind of more of like the veteran and. and is there to put people over instead of winning championships. And, you know, and uh, you know you have Nia Jax who's out on injury. So, so the Raw women's division is, is lacking, and I think it needs uh, star power. And um, I think that the only way to keep that star power and to keep that interest generated in the Raw women's division is to keep the uh, Raw women's championship on Becky Lynch. Um, it should also be noted that it's very interesting because for the upcoming WWE live events, um, Becky Lynch is mainly booked 
for Raw live events, like Raw house shows, and not necessarily SmackDown. So um, I definitely think Becky Lynch retains. Again, it's nothing against Lacey Evans. I just personally don't think that she's ready. You know, we haven't really seen anything from Lacey that that makes you go, yeah, like she could be champion. You know, she competed in the Royal Rumble, and she had a great showing there, I won't lie. You know, aside from her, her botch kip-up, uh, it was a pretty good showing. But out, outside of that, like, her time in NXT isn't memorable. She never competed on a takeover. She never had a big stage, big fill type of match. Um, and then even her time in the Mae Young Classic, uh, she lost, I think, all her matches. Uh, like, square off the bat, you could correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe she went over on someone. Uh, but I think she lost most of them, so her time there wasn't that uh, notable either. Um, so I just don't think she's, she's ready, again, to, to carry a championship of that nature. So for that reason, again, going for the man, Becky Lynch, uh, to retain her Raw Women's Championship. <clears throat> the next match that I want to cover um, down the line is... Roman Reigns versus Elias, and I was just about to call him Elias Samson, but then I realized that's not a thing anymore. Um, for for this one, I honestly wouldn't mind whoever wins. I, I actually appreciate both performers, um, and I think that both of them could use the win, uh, just because if Elias wins, that continues uh, to allow him to have heat on him because he's obviously aligned himself with the authority like Vince McMahon and Shane McMahon obviously they they're kind of going after Roman Reigns so I think that if Elias wins he continues to um, you know have that heat and then Roman Reigns I feel like Roman Reigns needs to win just because he has this this idea that people may not think he isn't as good as he used to be you know, with his with his wrestling, um, because of everything that he's had to endure with, you know, having leukemia and then coming back from the leukemia, it's like, is he still the big dog, you know? So I think Roman Reigns has a lot to prove, and um, I think, like I said, I think either of them could, could use the win. Uh, however, for me, I think Elias goes over on this one, like I said, just to get that heat. Uh, I feel like if he wins... Uh, he wins in a dirty fashion, um, maybe like a low blow or hit to the back with a guitar or something like that. Like he doesn't beat Roman Reigns cleanly, and then I, I feel like their feud might continue and you might add in the authority and maybe Roman Reigns gets his day in the, in the spotlight around the summertime. Uh, but for me right now, I am going to go with Elias going over Roman Reigns. Uh, the next match that I would like to cover is the first title match on the main card, and that is um, Samoa Joe defending his uh, United States Championship against Rey Mysterio. Uh, much like the Elias and Roman Reigns match, I am actually fine with whoever wins. I won't bitch about it, uh, regardless of the result. Um, I, I appreciate... Samoa Joe, I think he is easily one of the best heels in the company right now, and I definitely 
am thrilled that the WWE decided to put a championship around his waist because I think that was long overdue and it should have happened um, a while ago. Um, and then Rey Mysterio, of course, how could you not love Rey Mysterio? He's one of the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. And not to, you know, still uh, Bret Hart's thunder, but I definitely think you could put Rey Mysterio in that type of category. And um, I think that he is a crowd pleaser. Uh, whether or not you tend to chill for, cheer for hills or cheer for faces, I think Rey Mysterio um, caters to every type of wrestling fan, uh, regardless of, of gender or age or era that you grew up in. So I think putting the title on him would definitely garner a lot of attention, especially with, um, you know, uh, like I said, Raw kind of like lacking in star power. Right now, Rey Mysterio is on Raw. Uh, at least I think he is because, you know, the SmackDown uh, now has the Intercontinental title, so I feel like maybe Ray could bring the title on over to, to Raw. Um, so I kind of want to lean towards, you know, Rey Mysterio, but there is this one key factor that is making me want to lean towards uh, Samoa Joe a bit more, and that key factor is Dominic, uh, Rey Mysterio's son. Rey Mysterio's son, Dominic, has been brought back into the storyline um, with Rey Mysterio and with Samoa Joe, and this whole time, Dominic has been backing his dad, talking about how his dad is one of the greatest of all time and how he's going to beat, you know, Samoa Joe and he knows that his dad's going to be champion after Money in the Bank. Um, but for me personally, I think, and this is one of my, my bigger predictions of tonight, this, this bold prediction, is I think Dominic is going to screw his dad out of a championship opportunity. I think he's going to side with Samoa Joe. And I think because of that, Samoa Joe is going to retain. I know you're probably thinking, Nessa, really? Why would you think something like that? Let me tell you why. Because in 2005, maybe 2006, I can't necessarily remember. Actually, no. It had to be before 2005, right? Because Eddie passed away in 2005. So, like, in 2004, um, there was a custody battle between Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio in a ladder match at SummerSlam, and above the you know, above the ladder inside the briefcase uh, were custody papers for Dominic. It was when Eddie Guerrero had the whole I'm your poppy thing going on, you know? And, you know, it was for Dominic's custody, and thankfully, with the help of Vicky Guerrero, Rey Mysterio was able to obtain custody of Dominic, and, uh, you know, Eddie Guerrero didn't get it, um, but with that being said, um, I think the WWE could easily bring that storyline back into existence and have Dominic say something along the lines of, you say you love me, you say you care about me and my well-being and that you want the best for me, but yet all those years ago, you so nonchalantly put my custody on the line in a wrestling match. Like, yes, you could have won. But what if you hadn't? And I would have went with this crazy psycho, Eddie Guerrero, because at the time, he was a crazy psycho. And, you know, if it hadn't been for 
uh, Vicky Guerrero, Eddie Guerrero could have easily won that match because if you watch that match back, the whole time Eddie Guerrero had the upper hand. So I think it would be really uh, telling for Dominic to just say, you, you risk my livelihood and I've never was able to let it go and this is why I'm screwing you out of a United States Championship opportunity. So yeah, that's my bold prediction for tonight. I think Dominic screws his dad out of a title opportunity. Samoa Joe goes over Rey Mysterio. The next match that I have for you guys is the Men's Money in the Bank ladder match. And that match will feature Sami Zayn, Baron Corbin, Drew McIntyre. Who's the fourth guy on Raw? Oh, man, guys, I keep, I keep forgetting all these. And my brain, my brain is just, it's mush. I don't know, maybe I just don't really care about this match. Okay, so you have Sami Zayn, Drew McIntyre. It's not Bobby Lashley, is it? Who's the, the fourth guy in the wrong line? Oh, Ricochet. Ricochet is the fourth guy. It's Ricochet, Baron Corbin, Sami Zayn. And then you have, I, I, just, I just forgot the other one here. Okay, bear with me, guys. I am so sorry. Sami Zayn, Baron Corbin, Drew McIntyre, Ricochet. That's the four from Raw. And then the four from SmackDown are Andrade, Finn Balor, Ali and Randy Orton. There you go. I got it. I'm sorry, guys. I guess you see that just shows you guys how much I don't really care about Raw. Like I don't know what it's been lately, but Raw has just not been doing it for me. I haven't even really been watching the show. I've literally been just looking at highlights, um, and I just, I, I just don't, I don't, I don't care. I, I really, I really don't care. Uh, which is a shame because you have great things on Raw like Seth Rollins and, you know, Becky. But it's just, it's not enough for me right now. But that's neither here nor there. Um, for this match, I think somebody from the SmackDown brand wins this easily. Uh, my first pick going into this is actually... Um, Andrade, and honestly, that's that's simply for favoritism and favoritism alone. I adore him. I think he is a phenomenal wrestler. He's had some of the best matches in recent memory when he was down in NXT, especially his matches with Johnny Gargano. Um, and to me, he's just been so underrated on the main roster. Like, he should have already been a top guy. He should have been where Alberto Del Rio was when Alberto Del Rio was in WWE. He should have been where Eddie Guerrero was when Eddie Guerrero was alive. Like, Andrade has that type of, of quality as far as, like, star power, as far as wrestling skill. And I, I think he's severely underrated. Uh, so for that reason alone, I'm going with Andrade. Uh, for the Money in the Bank matches, I am doing two picks because I feel like uh, you need to, since there's so many combustible elements uh, in in the matches. Uh, so for that match, I'm going with Andrade, and for my second pick, I am going with Sami Zayn, um, just because Sami Zayn was uh, so randomly pushed into this match. Um, he beat uh, 
I was gonna say Braun. I was gonna say Baron Corbin, but I meant Braun Strowman. He 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 beat Braun Strowman. Um, and he he won the opportunity to be a part of this match. And I think that with him uh, having this gimmick of you know every WWE fan is terrible and like you guys are never happy and you always complain. Like I love that gimmick for him and it works for him so freaking well like there is no like ands or ifs or buts about it like i i love this gimmick for him and i i think that by him uh holding on to that briefcase talking shit to us on a weekly basis is just going to give him that heat he needs um and i think it would be really really cool to have like a, a sleazeball character like him to hold the money in the bank briefcase um so I definitely think 100% that uh, Andrade or Sami Zayn walks away tonight with the Money in the Bank briefcase. Um, the next match for you guys is the WWE Championship match. Kofi Kingston defending his championship against... Kevin Owens, and man, what is it with WWE trying to make me play Switzerland? Like, almost in every single match tonight, I'm playing Switzerland. Um, I think, in this one, I think Kofi Kingston needs to win this just because he hasn't really had a long reign yet. We haven't necessarily seen what he can do as champion. I know some people have already been complaining and talking about how uh, he's he's lost his steam or whatever. Um, but me personally, I, I think he he needs to retain. Um, I think maybe Kevin Owens gets disqualified, and that's how Kofi Kingston retains. Um, because I I don't see them uh, doing away with this feud uh, so quickly. I think you know I think that. Uh, it's going to probably carry itself all the way over to SummerSlam, and then maybe Owens wins the championship there. But I think right now, I think Kofi Kingston uh, retains. And, I mean, who knows? I know that there were talks that they wanted to split up the New Day, so maybe Big E betrays Kofi. But I think if that does happen, that happens down the line uh, when he comes back, and not necessarily now. Um, so... I definitely think uh, that Kofi Kingston retains. Now, moving on to the women's Money in the Bank match. That's also a eight-person match with four from Raw and four from SmackDown. And the four from Raw, representing Raw, are Natalia, Dana Brooke, I'm blanking here, guys. Natalia, Dana Brooke, Naomi, and Nikki Cross. Those are your four from Raw, and your four from SmackDown are Carmella, Ember Moon, Mandy Rose, and Bayley. Um, what a stacked eight that is. I think that is a awesome eight. I know that some people might, you know, disagree because they wish other people were in the match. Like, for me personally, I would have loved to see Ruby Riot in this match. But that wasn't the case. However, I am super thrilled that Nikki Cross is replacing 
Alexa Bliss, for those of you who do not know, um, at, at the moment, Alexa Bliss isn't medically cleared to compete. Um, there was a lot of questions of whether or not her career may be ending, to which she immediately shut down um, by tweeting out, my career is just fine, but thank you very much. And um, there were recent reports sent out by Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling News Observer talking about how um, Alexa Bliss is very known to be concussion prone and how at her last concussion uh, that she received after taking a bump, she was backstage vomiting. I don't really necessarily know if that was recently when she was on Raw or if it was, you know, a thing from um, the concussion last time. Um, but whether or not, you know, she is healthy or whether or not, you know, WWE is just taking precaution and taking her out, a, out of a high-stakes match where there are lots of bumps involved, uh, I send out my well wishes to Alexa Bliss because for me, um, personally, I, I actually love Alexa Bliss. I enjoy her ring work. I enjoy her, you know, her mic skills. I enjoy her look. Like, Alexa Bliss, to me, in my estimation, has always been the total package that WWE um, tends to look for. So I do wish her well, but again, I am super stoked that Nikki Cross has um, replaced her um, because because she's great. Like, if anybody has seen her in NXT, um, they would know that she's a phenomenal wrestler with a gimmick that we don't necessarily see for women, especially within the WWE, and I think she's extremely unique. Um, I love her. I love Nikki Glenn Cross. We're going to break the fourth wall there for a second. Um... I just think she has so much potential, and I, I love uh, the the video vignettes that she's been putting out on her Instagram, and I love that, that backstage interview that she did where she talked about how all this time she's been in darkness, and she's finally stepping out of the darkness, and she's turning on the light. So for me, I think what they're doing with her is kind of like a uh, split personality type thing, and I know that might sound awful to some people, but almost like a, a Jekyll and Hyde, uh, scenario where sometimes she could be the good girl, but then sometimes she could be, like, the lunatic that we all love her for, you know, the crazy Nikki, the Nikki that wants to play, um, and for that reason alone, she is definitely one of my picks to win this match. However, she is not my first pick because for those of you who know me uh, in any incline, know that I am 100% a Bailey Mark. I am a Bailey fan through and through. I am a part of the hugger section. Have been a part of the hugger se section since 2012. I loved Bailey's work on the Indies. I love her work. In NXT, I always believed that she was the heart and soul of NXT, um, and I definitely do think that for her, out of the four horsewomen, she is the most underrated, especially now. I know that title used to belong to Becky, um, I'm aware of that, but I think now um, it definitely belongs to Bailey, and I think right now Bailey um, needs this win more than anyone. Um, just because, you know, she's coming off of a loss with, you know, she lost the tag team titles with her partner, Sasha Banks. And, you know, when she got drafted to SmackDown, 
She said that this was a fresh start for her, that she was claiming her stakes as a singles competitor, and that she was here to battle the best of the best. Her match with Becky Lynch on SmackDown uh, was uh, phenomenal. Her match with Charlotte on SmackDown was phenomenal. Uh, Bailey can definitely go in the ring, and I definitely think that um, this new aggressive side that we've been seeing of Bailey is very interesting. I think that um, she she needs this this revamp, this win. Um, I think she can benefit benefit from it the most. So, and I'm not just saying that because she's my favorite. I'm just saying that as far as like a booking standpoint. I mean, having her have the the briefcase, you know, and and possibly cashing in on Becky or Charlotte um, is very intriguing because both of those matches can produce top quality matches and there's that element of surprise. So I definitely think Bailey can use this win um, the most. Uh, for my second pick, again though, uh, going back to Nikki Cross, it would be Nikki Cross just because it would be so unexpected but also so very uh, crowd pleasing. I think the crowd would be ecstatic if someone like Nikki won this because a lot of the fans know that she is a phenomenal wrestler and her mic work and her expressions and just everything about her is great and I think it would be really interesting to have crazy Nikki holding on to that briefcase. Uh, my only concern with that though um, is the whole you know thing that I mentioned earlier with the Jekyll and Hyde storyline if they do go that route and her trying to be nice and her trying to help Alexa in the sense of, yes, I won this briefcase, but I won it for you. So then when, you know, Alexa is medically cleared, Nikki relinquishing her briefcase and giving it to Alexa, kind of like, not necessarily like a Mickey James, Trish Stratus storyline, because, you know, Mickey was, was obsessed with Trish Stratus and was a big fan, and I don't think Nikki Cross is a fan of Alexa, or at least it hasn't been noted in the storyline. I just think she's going to do it to, like, help her, to protect her in a sense, almost like Nikki becoming Alexa's bodyguard or, like, strong strong woman, if you will. Um, that's my only concern, though, because, again, it, it's nothing against Alexa Bliss. I love her to death. She's great, but I just want to see new challengers and new matches and, and things that we haven't seen before. Alexa has been in the title picture numerous times. She's already had a feud with Becky. However, she hasn't really had one with Charlotte, so if Charlotte wins tonight, maybe it'll work there. But I just would much rather see Nikki actually hold on to the briefcase. Uh, but with that being said, um, I definitely think uh, Bailey needs this win more than anyone. I know I said that I was going to do two picks per Money in the Bank, but I, I need to voice my opinion on this one because I also feel like it's a possibility. My other dark horse or my other uh, pick, my wild card, if you will, for the women's Money in the Bank uh, is Mandy Rose, simply because, again, it plays to the narrative that the blondes are always getting opportunity and Vince McMahon loves his blondes. And I think at one point of the of the night we're gonna have to be pissed off at some point um however for me i wouldn't necessarily be pissed off um i would actually be quite thrilled because i actually am a fan of mandy rose i have been a fan of hers since her time on tough enough 
I watch her and Sonya Deville on the Mandy's Donuts. Like, I'm 100% a fan, and I definitely think that Mandy um, gets way too much hate just because she is blonde and she is pretty because I think she can actually go in the ring, and she's been steadily improving. Um, so I think it would be really cool to have her have the briefcase and to see Twitter and social media explode with being upset and stuff, and I would be sitting back smiling like, yeah, Mandy, that's right, get that briefcase. Uh, so she's also um, a, a pick for me, but I don't necessarily know if that might happen just because I also have this theory that somewhere down the line, Paige betrays the Kabuki Warriors and reforms Absolution. Again, that's just me with fantasy booking. That's just my hopes. I don't necessarily know if it's going to happen, but I would love to see it, but if that does happen then Mandy wouldn't necessarily have time to be in a, you know, a singles contender for, for uh, you know, the championship. But I guess we'll see. But but those are definitely my three. Bailey, um, Nikki Cross, and Mandy Rose. Now moving on to the Universal Championship match between Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins and AJ Styles, and this is a match that everyone should be talking about, but not that much people are talking about it. Um, I definitely think that it, it was a little bit disappointing um, that we are getting this so early, because I, I thought we would get a big match like this at, like, say, SummerSlam or Survivor Series or something like that. And maybe that's what they're doing. Maybe um, they want this feud to, um, you know, be a long-term feud as opposed to a short-term feud. Um, so I definitely think that uh, with that reason alone, this one's going to be a lot quicker. I think Seth Rollins wins. I think we have an amazing barn burner of a match, maybe 25, 30 minutes back and forth, there's going to be times where you think AJ gets it, there's going to be times where you think Rollins is going to get it, but at the end, I think uh, Seth Rollins retains his Universal Championship and goes on to continue to beat adversary after adversary, and then somewhere down the line, his path with uh, AJ Styles crosses again. So, that's my opinion, um, and... I saved this match for last. I don't actually know if it's going to be the, sh the one to close the show, but I definitely think it should be the one to close the show, and that is the SmackDown Women's Championship match, Becky Lynch defending her SmackDown Women's title against Charlotte Flair. Um, and the reason why I think it should be the one to close the show is because... Um, on Tuesday, on SmackDown Live, they rolled a amazing video package that culminates uh, the careers of Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch and their rivalry and how we got here. And I'm actually um, going to play that for you guys right now. The next match that I want to run down for you guys is the steel cage match between... Shane McMahon and The Miz, and I definitely think that this match has the potential to be one of the most brutal matches of tonight, and that's 
considering that we have two ladder matches, I definitely think this one has a lot of stakes and a lot of bad blood between the two competitors. Uh, their feud has been ongoing since, uh, I believe it was SummerSlam last year, and I definitely think that um, it is time for The Miz to um, get a win over Shane McMahon. I know Shane McMahon has been preaching that he is the best in the world. Uh, however, I definitely think that uh, this could be The Miz's crowning moment because I don't see this feud prolonging more than it already has. I don't really think there's much story to tell there. Um, and I think that tonight it wraps up, and that is why I am picking Miz for the winner of this match, short and sweet. Um, I do expect to see Shane McMahon do some crazy things, because after all, it's Shane McMahon, and he does crazy things. But that is my pick for uh, that match. together, we travel together, we eat together. We wanted a complete movement for women. Those women have completely changed the game. We promised each other that we wouldn't let any of this change us. She said that she wanted me to do well, but she never wanted me to be a threat to her. When it was my time to shine, she couldn't take it. Becky became my best friend, but... I didn't come to WWE to make friends. I came to win titles and make history. It wasn't my job to hold her hand. going to get ahead unless I did something about it. show the world that I am the man. I say that I'm the best, and there is not a woman on this roster that can tell me different. This has become a movement. Becky Lynch has got fire in her heart, and her blood is boiling. You can't say you're the face of a division, because you've been hot. Now, you've been hot because you've been with the queen. There is no man without the queen. Taking my dream away from me. 
guys what a video package that was um watching it back i can't help but get chills i can't help but reminisce and remember you know how we got here how we got to this point and as i mentioned earlier i feel like becky lynch and charlotte flair are the modern day trish stratus and lita in the sense of the greatest rivalries turn friends, you know, friends turn bitter enemies, um, and every single time that these two are in the ring together, we know that we are going to get a barn burner, that we are going to get a great match, and I know some of us are tired of seeing this because we've seen it more times than we can count, and, you know, um, it's almost like Becky has beaten Charlotte so many more, so many times. How many more times does she have to beat her um, in order to, you know, prove that she's better than her, or prove that she is the top dog of the women's division, that she is the man? And that's why I think this match needs to go on last, especially because based on that video package and the things that Becky and Charlotte have been saying in recent interviews. I definitely um, do think that this is going to be their last match, at least for a while, especially because I think um, Becky is uh, being booked a lot for Raw events, especially with the house shows and things like that. Um, and I, I think that this, this is going to be the last, the last hoorah for these two for a while, and I think um, a great way to cap it off would be in the main event 
Um, I think that Becky actually does defeat her greatest adversary, Charlotte Flair, tonight. However, I think the minute that Becky Lynch wins the championship, um, she's going to be beaten down. She's going to be exhausted because I feel like we're going to get a lengthy match from these two. And, you know, Becky's going to be tired because not only did she defeat Lacey Evans, but she just defeated Charlotte Flair, and she's not going to be 100%. And then, bam, money in the bank, cash in, coming your way. Hopefully, it's Bailey, and that, my friends, is how you turn Bailey Hill. I know that they've been using um, a lot of dark colors lately, Bailey, that is, and I think that she's kind of been hinting out of change. I know some people on Twitter are saying that you can't have Bailey as a hill if Charlotte's going to be a hill because Charlotte's going to be the top hill no matter where she goes. However, I think that Charlotte might possibly turn face tonight because I could definitely see um, the match with Becky concluding in a hug and a show of respect for you know everything that they've done and, and their friendship kind of starts again. At least that's that's what I think. And again, I think that Becky is going to have a, a grueling match with Charlotte Flair. She's going to retain uh, by the skin of her teeth. It's going to be a lot of close calls and close finishes. But then she wins. She's exhausted. Like I said, Bailey runs in, cashes in. And it, even if it isn't Bailey, it works with Nikki Cross or it works with Mandy Rose. Um, because I think whoever... Uh, cashes in on Becky tonight, if it does happen tonight, or even in the foreseeable future. I think whoever cashes in on her is going to be perceived as a hill just because Becky is so beloved and, you know, is the most talked about woman in the industry, most talked about person in the industry right now. So I think no matter who it is that cashes in on Becky um, will be perceived as a hill. And I know a lot of people have been saying that there's no way WWE is going to give us two cash-ins, uh, you know, um, back-to-back at Money in the Bank. Because last year we saw Alexa Bliss cash in, in right away on Nia Jax. And so a lot of people are speculating that the WWE won't let that happen for the second year in a row. However, I definitely do think that um, this is the perfect way to do it, especially because... You know, as much as I love the whole Becky Two Belts thing and, and, you know, the merchandise is selling like hotcakes, I definitely don't think that, um, you know, if they don't have any plans for unification, I definitely don't think that uh, Becky can continue to work above shows. It's just not humanly possible. Um, she's going to get burnt out way too quickly, so I definitely think that they do need to take off uh, one of her belts, and I definitely think it's going to be the SmackDown one, but not by Charlotte Flair, uh, just by whoever um, wins the Money in the Bank cash-in. And maybe that does, maybe that leads Nikki Cross out of the situation because Nikki Cross is on Raw, unless they're doing the thing where you cash in and you, you know, you pick whatever title because Becky has both. I don't necessarily know. I don't know the logistics. But either way, again, for the main event, at least I'm hoping that this is the main event, I think Becky Lynch retains over Charlotte Flair, once again proving that she is the better of the two in her mind and in her estimation. And then again, of course, losing um, via cash-in. 
So there you have it, you guys. There are my predictions for this uh, tonight's Money in the Bank. Uh, again, sorry for the technical difficulties. Sorry that I couldn't have Mason on here with me today. But if you would like, you should definitely check out his YouTube channel. That is Mason in the Dark. And he covers uh, NXT and NXT UK. And he also does, like, topic videos of... Um, wrestling from a perspective of a blind person so it's really great content i highly suggest that you check it out um but until then i'm going to get out of here and i also want to uh extend the invite to you guys because during the women's money in the bank ladder match i will be going live on my instagram which is um my handle is the same as my twitter handle at great love 91 on twitter and instagram uh, I will be going live on Instagram the minute that that match starts, um, just because I feel like I might want to record my reaction tonight, and I want it to be real, and I want it to be authentic, and I can't necessarily record on my phone and upload on YouTube because my phone has been giving me um, lots of technical difficulties. But if you are into those types of things, like live reactions and whatnot, please be sure to join me. Turn on the notifications for my account if you have to. But if not, until then, enjoy Money in the Bank, and I will catch you guys next time. If you're watching Game of Thrones, please enjoy that as well. But as always, take care, stay safe, stay happy, but most importantly, stay addicted to the squared circle. Alright guys, later.